friends. Welcome back to the Living Out Loud with Allie and Amanda podcast. My name is Amanda. The Living Out Loud show is where we invite a different guest each week. We give our guests the opportunity to share her story. Our hope is that their story will encourage you in some way. My name is Allie, and I want to say thank you to our awesome listeners for letting us into your lives each month. So grab your coffee for a favorite beverage, and let's get started. Welcome to our October podcast. Your guest for this month is Allie, Allie and Amanda. And Amanda. <laughs> we are just calling this our catch-up podcast because we really haven't had a chance to catch up and For our listeners, we have some big news. You may have seen a picture of me holding up an ultrasound picture (laughs) saying that Allie is pregnant because she is, and we are so excited. This has been an exciting time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us? Yeah. Um, This week is 12 weeks, so first three months are down. I heard that those can sometimes be the worst, especially, well, maybe not at the very end, but yeah, we're super excited. We found out before we left um, to go on vacation early in August, and um, we are just so thrilled. This is something that we have waited on really since we get married. Since we got married, we are kind of those types of people. Both both of us, you know, we we wanted kids from the get go. We wanted to be smart about it. We wanted to have time for us to kind of settle into marriage, but at the same time, our desire to have little babies run around the house was so great as well. So we just prayed really for God's timing, and um, it's so true when people say God's timing is perfect, because it really is. The way that everything has fallen into place with the timing of this has been incredible, and um, the due date is April 5th. So I was joking and saying, I hope the baby doesn't come early, because I'd be on April Fools. So yeah. let's pray for that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, and you know, for listeners who don't do not know your whole story, I mean, it's not like you got pregnant right off the bat. I right. Mean, it's, it, it didn't take forever, but it didn't happen exactly when you wanted to, mm-hmm. it to. Mm-hmm. And I love just we were doing a Bible study together with a, a group of ladies in May, and that was our last. We had our last session, and then we took off for the whole summer. But I remember at that last session, mm-hmm. um, can I share? Yeah. yeah you were yeah. Pray, praying, I mean, in tears, yeah. praying for a baby. And so we come back from the summer. We just started our um, Bible study for the fall, getting back together, us women. And Allie was able to just share her praise of how she is having a baby. So we are just so thankful for God answering the prayer in that way. Yeah. Um, we didn't know what his plan was and his will, but right. we're excited that it is. And, you know, it's not always easy. It doesn't always happen when we want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It can be a hard road for so many people. Um, you know, we've had women come on and share about their infertility and just their God stories of adoption. Right. And, um, just them realizing that that was his plan for their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've had stories of infertility and adoption and them, them actually getting pregnant. Right. Um, so we just never know what God has planned. Yeah, and for us, it was one of those things that we 
We weren't necessarily trying, but we weren't trying to prevent it either. Yeah. And so for a season of, of being in that and it not happening, it kind of makes you think, okay, well, is something wrong? Because, um, you know, yes, you're not preventing it, but no, you're not exactly trying. So it's like after six months, it's why hasn't this happened? You know, and so for me, I started questioning my body. I started questioning, is something wrong with me? Is this something that... Um, you know, I'm going to struggle with. And, and I think another thing that tied into that was one of my biggest fears, which is funny because we're going to talk about that in just a second, the study that we're, we're doing now by Louis Giglio, Goliath Must Fall. And um, the first, or I guess second session was talking about fear, which was last week. And I think one of my biggest fears, well, I know one of my biggest fears was not being able to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember even at an early, early age, even before... I knew what my story was going to going to entail that I just remember being so fearful because that was such a desire that I had had from the beginning, from a long time ago. Uh, just being a mom, that was something I wanted so bad at such an early age and being able to nurture and have a child of my own. And so I think the enemy put that fear into, into my life, into my mind of, um, you're never going to have a baby of your own, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew that um, there were there were always other options, but I desired so much. And then fast forward to um, to my story. And for those of you that know it, that don't know it, I encourage you to listen. It's, uh, I guess a couple of our podcasts ago, several have to yeah. go back. Um, I shared a little more in detail, but um, my husband and I, when we got married, um, he was already a father. And so we we had to kind of go through that. And that fear, I think the enemy really, um, not trying to give him any credit, but really harped on that even more. Because now that we had this child together, but not mine physically, you know, or or by blood, um, I was even more fearful Mm -hmm. that I wasn't going to be able to have one of my own, Mm -hmm. you know, with him. And so um, God has has come through, you know, on his promise, and he has totally... um, shown victory over that fear in my life with, with this baby. And um, it's really cool to think back, especially from this study and talking about fear and this week talking about rejection, thinking that that was such a big fear of mine that is now not a fear. Yeah. You know, and is now, now as a praise. Yeah. That was once so scary is now something that's so exciting. Yeah. So. Well, and um, everyone has a different story. And I have um, a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, and now a six-year-old. So I had my first two sons in my 20s. And then we, you know, I was really content with, I had really hard pregnancies. I was really sick. I mean, it wasn't a normal morning sickness. It was like every second of the day for 22 weeks at least. And nothing Mm -hmm. helped. Um, So for me to want to have another baby, it was just, I was content with my, my older two boys and it had gotten easy and it really would have been just easier to go okay we're not going to have any more right um but Lance and I really just felt like we were supposed to have another baby we had two miscarriages in between um our second and our last son and um I can actually say this now today without crying but it's been years um But, you know, we don't always understand why we go through the heartaches that we go through. I still will never understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I can really say today that a lot of times, you know, we think we are in control. And even though we know God is in control and we say that, I really, you know, before I had the miscarriages, I was like, God is in control. God is in control. But then when I had those and I found myself, you know, I'm like, I really am not in control. Right. I'm not in control of any of this. Um, and I can say today that Cade is supposed to be here. I mean, it doesn't take the place of my other two babies, and I will see them one day in heaven. Um, but he's supposed to be here because I would have stopped, you yeah. know, um, after. Um, so we just never know what the Lord has planned, and I would have never spaced my last two as far as they are. But it's good, and yeah. it's, it's what God wanted for our family, and I'm so grateful for that. So. Anyway, just a little encouragement to everyone out there. You know, I have many friends, or a few friends, that have never been able to birth a baby, but they have adopted, and they love, you know, obviously, those babies just as much, and um, that was God's plan for them. They look back, and they see they would not have changed it, you know. Right. Um, Until you walk in other people's shoes, you just don't ever know, but... There is encouragement in all of the different stories that I see, and um, God does have a plan, even, yeah. even if we don't see it at the time. Exactly. Well, I do want to talk about the study that we're doing by Louis Giglio and um, Goliath Mustfall, and I think at the beginning it really talked about this, and if you haven't read that book or gone through the study guide, we, we would both encourage you to do that because it's something that we, we're really enjoying and learning a lot from, but... Um, when I think of the story David and Goliath, I think of putting myself in David's shoes because I think a lot of a lot of times growing up, I was taught I'm David in the story, and I am the one that needs to step out and be courageous and be bold and face the giant. And I think that that is a good way to look at it. But Louis talks about instead of us being David. But Jesus is David, and, and, and Jesus steps in to fight our giants. And those giants can be your fears. Um, rejection can be anything that happened to you or that has wounded you in your life. And um, talking about how Jesus, you know, we are cheering him on as he fights the battles for us. And, and the beautiful thing about it is that we already have victory in Jesus because when he died on the cross, um, we had victory over those giants, over the Goliaths in our life that um, that still feel like they're looming over us because, and, and this is, I loved when Louie did this, I don't know if this was the first session, and I don't want to steal too much of the book um, or of the video series, but he compared it to a snake, and he compared it to when you kill a snake, and I didn't know this, but when you kill a, sn- a snake, to kill it, you have to cut the head off, mm-hmm. and so, but that's not the only step, so after cutting the head off, you have to bury the head. Because if you still step on the head, even though the snake is dead, it's still deadly. It still has poison in the head that could um, injure you or even kill you. And so you have to bury that and get rid of it. And the way that he compared that to our lives is that, yes, Jesus came. He died on the cross. There is victory already in our story. He has conquered all of our giants. He has conquered all of our fears. But that doesn't mean that they're not deadly Mm -hmm. in our lives. And, you know, when you think about that and you realize, yes, I have victory in this, but I'm still staying up at night. I'm still worried about this issue. That's because 
it's still out there. You know, you're allowing it to be deadly. You're not combating it with scripture and putting different things in place to help encourage you in this fight and in this battle um, of your fear or whatever it may be. Yeah, and, you know, I'm finding out that I have more giants than one, which I think the further we go, I'm going to find out. I probably have a little bit of them all. And, um, you know, just fear. A lot of people, there are some people who feel like they don't have fear. And then there are people who are like, yes, I fear everything. Yeah. Um, And I think what he talks about, I don't want to give it away either, but just talking about, he feels like everyone has fear. And mm-hmm. it's an underlining thing um, from maybe something that someone said to you um, or the way you were raised growing up or just not even, it doesn't have to be that or just other circumstances, situations in life. But it's just a way for the enemy to attack us. And I feel like we're, this is just my opinion. I feel like we are going to be tested on all of those giants in our life at some point. Um, because that's when we, we do have to surrender each one of those mm-hmm. to make Jesus everything plus nothing. Yeah. And, um, I think we all will have some kind of heartache, some, um, tribulation or trial, um, to get us to that point where we are surrendered to Jesus and, um, we do fight those fears like you were talking about um, through prayer and scripture all of that Um, but a lot of times you know depression and anxiety he talked about how a lot of times underneath all of that the real villain is fear Mm -hmm. and um, and I think that's so true yeah Um, I do too I mean I was I'll be the first to admit I had a hard time um, figuring out some of my fears because I don't consider myself a fearful person. Um, I feel, or I'm very bold there. I I think there's more instances in my life where I've been the one that's been brave and and willing to take more of a risk in a situation. Um, But I know that that fear was there. And I believed that there were fears. And so after kind of unpacking and writing down fears, whether they sounded crazy, I mean, and I don't mind listening to some examples because, like I said, I had a hard time, like, placing where it was coming from. And sometimes you have to write it all out to see what is the cause. So, for example, for me, it was, you know, everything that I was listing had to do with me losing something, Mm -hmm. like fear of losing my husband, fear of losing my baby, fear of um, being at the house alone by myself, that someone was going to break in, you know, or or whatever these fears that um, all of them had to do, once I wrote them down and realized all of them had to do with me being scared of being alone and by myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that after thinking through, even though... um, you know, my, my parents were divorced when I was in the third grade, got a divorce. And and even though emotionally I felt like God completely scooped in and took those emotions away because I do not have any emotions from that divorce or any hurt or woundingness that I feel. But I think subconsciously that that divorce of, of them um, leaving one another has something to do with me wanting to control 
not being left alone. Yeah. You know, in that yeah. way. And so for me, I was able to take what I thought were just a bunch of silly or little mm-hmm. fears that didn't ever really combine or relate to one another to unpacking and saying, okay, this is the gist of the fear. And because this is the main fear, this is why I'm fearing this. This is why I'm fearing this. This is why I'm fearing this. And so it helped me to see, um, to, I guess, kind of put it together. That makes total sense. Because a lot of times, you, like we said, you have fears and you don't know that they're there. Yeah. So that's what's so great about this study it's just, it does make you kind of look think. And, and pray and ask God to reveal those fears to you. Um, right. I, I remember back in the first session, one of the things that stuck out to me was that God's glory has to be more important. This is kind of what I took from it. Yeah. God's glory has to be more important to me than me experiencing, the fear of me experiencing any pain. Yeah. Because I think my fear is, like, I can't control the unknown. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so if I'm focused and everybody else isn't focused, and that leads us to a consequence, like, I can't control that. So, right. But I have to trust that God's going to make it good right. for me because I love Him. Yeah. Now, I do mess up every day, so I'm not the one that's always, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to use that example because I'm a cautious person. Yeah. So I'm always like, okay, I want to make good choices. I don't always, but I do want to because I know there are consequences and I do love the Lord and I do know that His plan is perfect and I want His plan, you know. Right. And I'm not always the one getting us to that right plan, but just the unknown, not being able to control everything. And But I just remember coming away from that session and God saying, you've got to want my glory more than your comfort. Your, for, more than my comfort. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got to be more important. Yeah. But if I go through pain, it's worth it for the glory of the Lord. Right. And um, that he's going to be there with me. He's not going right. to leave me in that. And he all, he all, he's always been with me through mm-hmm. any heartache that mm-hmm. I've been through. Um, he's grieved with me. He's comforted me. Um, so I do know that he is faithful. Right. And I do have faith in that. But just he's growing my faith in that. And um, so, yeah. So today we that. talked about rejection. Yeah. Which was a big one. Um, and I think it really just hit on a lot of, a lot of places and a lot of, a lot of us in our group. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share anything? Was there anything that stuck out to you? Um, I think really just kind of talking about rejection, he talked about it from a little bit of a different angle. And he talked about even, um, like, there were two there were two things. It was either so that or because. And you have to realize what you're doing and the things that you're doing. Are you doing them so that something happens? Mm-hmm. So that um, you're either rewarded for your hard work or so that you um, get an advancement in your career or your job or so that you are loved by someone else. Instead, and, and, it, and instead, what's happening is you're coming from a place of looking for acceptance. Mm-hmm. And then he said, um, on the other side, 
it's because, and that's what, what has to do with faith. And you're doing it because you believe that God is sovereign. You're doing it because you believe that this is what God wants you to do or the next step he wants you to take. And so from there, you're coming from a place of already being accepted mm-hmm. from acceptance instead of for acceptance. And that was huge to kind of break it down because there were several things that started just kind of rolling in my brain of this week is, Am I doing this because or so that this happens, or is it because this is what God wants me to do, period? Right. You know? Yeah. And um, that just really, that, that hit hard. It was, it was good to kind of see that, that parallel between those two. Yeah, and I love when he was talking about how we did not earn Jesus. We were worth Jesus. Yeah. And to me, that what I got out of that was I felt I've got to value what Jesus thinks of me more than what the world thinks of me. Yeah. And we talked about today, like we, we want to say that we don't care what people think, but we all care Mm -hmm. a little bit, Mm -hmm. but we've got to get to that point where we are living because of his love for us. Right. And we're worth it. We are enough. And that that is, that's a that is huge. That's got to yeah. be so important to us that you know what we care more about that. And it seems so simple because it's like what we're you know teaching our kids. Right. Like, you can't care about what you got to do. What's right and mm-hmm. live for what's right. But we have to believe mm-hmm. that we are treasured and that we're enough. Right. Um, in God's eyes. And that's hard, and it takes practice, especially when the world's screaming at us and. Sh- Telling us what we should look like, right? How big? I mean, how thin how we, how thin <laughs> we should be. Um, you know, what color hair? What kind of hair? What right. our skin should look like? Right. We need we need to stop and just go. You know what? God loves me exactly yeah. the way I am. Yeah. Um, real quick, I didn't know I was going to share this, but I think it kind of goes along with it. I've been trying to really work out and get back into a season of being consistent. And for you listeners. Um, know that I go through seasons of working out. I'm not like Allie. I, I don't like actually really love, love working out. I do love after I work out because I'm like, I love that I've done it because yeah. it's good for my body. But while I'm doing it, I do not love that. But the only time that I could be consistent is getting up at four o'clock in the morning. I know that sounds crazy, y'all. I am not a morning person, like a four o'clock in the morning morning person, and I'm not a lover of exercise all the time. But the fact that I've gone two weeks in a row every day and done that is the Lord, right? But, you know, I was thinking, it's like, I've been consistent. I know it's not going to happen overnight to get myself where I want to be. And Mm -hmm. I mean, not really, not all for like the way I look, but the way I feel. And, um, you know, I don't think I'm way off, but not just where I want to be. Yeah. And, you know, it just doesn't happen enough and so I can get really discouraged yeah and I have to remember that it's not going to happen overnight right and I just remember the other day like feeling like okay I've gotten up at four o'clock in the morning for over a week and I want to cry because it's going to take months you yeah. know yeah <laughs> and but I just remember God really just saying in my spirit I think you're great the way you are yeah I love you the way you are yeah even though you are kind of like disgusted probably (laughs) with where you're at right now I love you and I think you're perfect the way you are yeah and I just thought 
I want to believe that. You know, I do believe it, but really, I want to really believe right. that. And I don't want to worry about I, I want to work out right. because it's healthy, and that's what's good for me. And that's mm-hmm. the main reason I'm doing it. Yeah. But, I mean, I would be lying if I said I don't want to see a change in my body. For sure. You know. For sure. Um, the main reason is to do it for my health, and it's yeah. the right thing. Like, Cade, my six-year-old the other day, was like, he is so over homework because he has worked all day and, you know, in first grade. Yeah. And then he comes home and he has all this homework. And I mean, I, I don't blame him. Like he's yeah. tired. And, um, I was like, you've got to do this. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like doing it. And I'm like, I know, I don't feel like getting up in the morning early right. and working out. But if I don't get up that early, something will interrupt my schedule. But, and I need to do it for my health. Like it's right. just good for our bodies and I don't want to do it, but it's necessary. Yeah. So I don't know how I got off on that, but it was a good it's great. thing to share with yeah. him. Yeah. But um it is. It is. I think the thing is we just you know, we always say we need to love ourselves the way God loves us. Yeah. And um yeah. And I think a good way to do that, um, or to, to start practicing that is just to speak truths over our lives and insert our names in those truths. Because um, yes, God is saying those to, those things to our spirit, but I know for me, I need more. And so you go to the word for more. And so starting in Psalms, um, promises, things that he has already spoken that are in the Bible and just inserting your name in those and claiming those over your life end up coming into your mind. And then you're more than just speaking those promises, but you're speaking them to yourself, Yeah, you know, and, and, um, that's, I think that's one of the, uh, the best ways that you can, can truly start to believe that when, yeah. you, when you practice speaking that over yeah. your own life. It's so good. Um, yeah. I want to close this with this verse, going back to fear. Um, I just really love this verse that he had us kind of memorized. Yeah. And it says, I have set the Lord always before me because he, he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Now, I love that verse, but the next verse that you add to it is, Therefore, my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. And I just love that verse because there's so much peace in knowing that this scripture, knowing that whatever happens, my heart can be glad, my tongue can rejoice, and my body can rest secure. So many times, because of things that happen, our fear those things can affect us physically. Mm-hmm. And this verse is just telling us if we will remember that the Lord has said before us that he's at our right hand, we will not be moved. Right. Then we can. Our hearts can be glad. Our tongues can rejoice. And our bodies can be secure. Yeah. I love that. Every-